Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Alford All. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Bigarito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. And Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Very special edition as uh, we uh, bring in our 10th season on the air. Um, so, uh, Looking forward to that as we broadcast live from Miami Mike Sports Zone, Route 10 East Panover, New Jersey. Come on down. We'll take you up to the Monday Night Football game, uh, which tonight is a doubleheader, and you actually have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Washington Redskins, and then that will be followed up by a West Coast uh, broadcast uh, with, with the, uh, the new L.A. Rams and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So uh, we'll bring you up to that. But, of course, uh, the big news uh, is the Miami Dolphins 2016 season is underway. And uh, once again, the Miami Dolphins uh, fall short uh, out in Seattle. And so um, a lot to talk about there. But uh, on the forefront, 10th season of the Dolphins Legends show as we broadcast live. And I'm proud to say I have my uh, – Partner of Crime Rich is my co-host for 10 years now, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know, one, one of us should be in the purple heart. I think it should be me, man. <laughs> that's what I think. But uh, uh, regardless, um, 2016 season partner has started, and uh, again, now what we have looked forward to, but and mixed emotions on it as the Dolphins fell short 12-10 out in Seattle, and it was a game that we, we should have won and, uh, you know, kind of gave away, and, and I think that the... Uh, some people are taking a positive approach to it. Uh, you know, me and you have differed on it as you're not taking a positive approach. But, you know, you thought you were going to get blown out going in. So talk to me a little bit and let me know where you're at. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, you score 10 points on the road, it's not really good enough to win any football game in this league. You know, so, yeah, there were some positive aspects of it. The defense, I think, played better than we expected them to play. But overall, I mean, it's a loss. I mean, you know, it's, we fell short again. The, the, the defense, I mean, the defense was a little bit better than I thought. The offense had their moments, but they were in net for big spans of the game where they couldn't get a first down. They went three and out way too many times. There was times where Tannehill was accurate. There was times when he was inaccurate. There was a few big drop balls, as we all know. You know, that happened. But, you know, overall... Scored 10 points. Not yeah, enough. You're, you're right on everything you said. I mean, I guess you're going to come back with that and basically we'll say, well, we've already reiterated. I mean, in the NFL, it is a result. Of course, you, you, you lost the game. You came up empty there. So you don't break a tiebreaker by almost winning. You no, know, but when you want to analyze where they were from last year to now, I think you get a lot of positives that you know you can you can hit on. Um, There's a lot of stuff I saw that we saw already too. Tannehill, is. no touchdowns. Tannehill throwing for 189 yards. I mean, you know, it's not like he lit it up for you know three three fifty and three touchdowns and we lost. 
No, but I, I think that's an unfair statement, and, uh, and the reason why is, you know, I'll bring the things that we've already talked about, but uh, if, if, if you look at Tannehill's team, I thought, he was, I thought he was a different type of player. I mean, he seemed a lot more... In some aspects, but I, I saw a lot of the, the silly, you know, we, with third and six, you throw the ball two yards. I said too many wide receivers. There was some of that. But I think there was a lot more. There was definitely a lot of checkdowns again. I think that he he was. I think he was very accurate. I mean, the only test you could see is maybe on his nose, but I thought he was very accurate. He had a lot of balls dropped. But the most important thing is he had 13 to 20 points left on the board. And, of course, had the still 70-yard down pass that was dropped. I mean, yeah, you could say, well, it was dropped. It was dropped. But it's something that, you know, you, you have to think eight, eight out of ten times is going to be close. And that will be seven points. And uh, then you have a missed field goal that's blocked. You know, that's another three. Uh, you have the, the fourth and one, which is just a debacle as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that was so a big coach mistake there. You've got to figure three, figure seven is coming out of that. So, you know, you, you, have, you have the chance to have, you know, most of the 20 points taken off the board there. It's, the board it's terrible, game. yeah. You know, it's a game. Look, we have a very difficult schedule this year. We look going in. I mean, I think there's, the record is going to be similar to what it was last year. Somewhere between six and eight wins. I don't really see it being more than that. And, you know, when you lose games that you could win – you don't really get those back. No, you don't. You know, you still have to fix it on who you're playing and where you're playing. I mean, it was a game that you know, I got all that. But, you know, good teams find a way to win those games. But, yeah, well, I don't think we're at that level yet. No, we're not. You were saying that they were going to get blown out. So did everybody thought they were going to get blown out. The highest point spread on the board yesterday. You have to be, you know, you have to be more than, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, persuaded that, that there is some change when you lose in the last second there, right? I mean, it's a good team. They're a good team. Yeah, yeah but, you know, what we needed is a stop on defense. You gave up a 75-yard drive. Yes. And all you had to do was keep him out of the end zone. It wasn't like you had to get him at the field goal range. They That's gave true. him a 75-yard drive and lost the game. That's very you know? true. But, you, you know, I mean, you can't have it both games. I mean, you have to give a little bit of credit for, for them playing well out there in a game that you thought they would have no chance at, don't you? Yeah, you know, it's not like I with you. They, you know, they played better than I thought, but it's still not good enough. You know, I think there's still a lot of problems. I I said the the problems are still gaping in the offensive line. I mean, Tannehill got sacked five times again yesterday. That's unacceptable. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, if you want to go, you want to line will start there. And, and I, I, yeah, that's what yeah. worries me the most going into this season is the offensive line. They've got kind of, uh, that was kind of problem area. And I see a lot, of, a lot of problems there still. It's a lot of similarities. But, you, you, you know, a, a lot. Of, in, in my eyes, one guy changed this game. One guy, and that's Bobby Wagner. He's a fantastic linebacker. He really changed the game. And the reason I say that is right after that still set drop, what happened? A 15-yard sack to Bobby Wagner yeah. right up the middle. Changed the entire complexion. If there was any room to bounce back, you know, he kind of eliminated that. And it, it seemed like the rush that was killing us the most was up the middle. So you have to count me out and you know how to direct the sentence right there, you know. And, and, and you know, our first-round pick is a tackle-playing guard, which, you know, it's not the ideal situation. It's a confusing situation. It's both where they're going with this, and that's an Albert. Yeah, on the road. they drafted this guy to replace Albert next year in the same salary cap line. I mean, that's the MO of our front office, unfortunately. 
But what that does for a team now with a young quarterback is an abuse and a beard. Like he got hammered yesterday. He took some of the hardest hits I've ever seen Dake I know, and I don't like that. And I know that's what's scary because that, that leads you to believe how You're not going to dodge the ball forever. For four years, he's been on route in injury. getting sacked more than any other quarterback. Yep. Yep. And he's going to keep doing it, right? I mean, he's going to keep doing it. It's going to catch up to at a certain point, right? Yeah. Don't you think? Yep. At a certain point, I mean, kind of helps. Kind of, you, you, you can't keep having this kind of, you know, luck to where – you know, you don't you get these hits and, and, and these. And that was afraid for him. I thought I thought he hurt his shoulder under one hit yesterday. You know. Yeah. It was really got, and you know, it was a couple times he got hit late, also, which I which I wasn't crazy about. You know, he was driven into the ground a couple times where I thought they should have thrown a penalty. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there, there, there was some hits that were very stressful hits that I think there could have been some flags put out there, and I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. You know, and you know, you know, you. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. Uh, but if you would have told me that uh, Arians was doing 
in your back on opening day before for last year. Never believe it. Dolphin fans. The place was standing room only. 
We had a can't-stop, won't-stop moment after the Dolphins put up that touchdown to take the lead. The place was ecstatic. You know, if, you, if you've never witnessed it, you need to be here on a Sunday. And, you know, with the Patriots coming into town, there's no other place better than the watch Dolphins football. Yeah. You know, but just real fast on the team, and I'll let you go on with your show. You know, I saw a lot of positive things. Uh, you know, I, I, see, I see a younger coaching staff that has more energy on the sideline, which is very positive. And some of your points with the running back and letting players uh, leave us, that, that's, that's so true. But going forward, we have what we have now. And, and I think, uh, you know, the, the, the potential is there for the Dolphins team to be uh, relevant and competitive this year. And we started off with, you know, we haven't lost. 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 From from basically getting one of the top two teams in the NFL on the road, okay, whether it's a ten and a half spread or two points is irrelevant. A win is a win, a loss is a loss. But the way they performed yesterday, the defense was stepped it up. One possession we needed, one more stop we needed, and we couldn't get it. I, I think they just got real tired late in the fourth quarter, got run down a little bit, and uh, you know the offense is going to be there. I can see it, and I, 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 I was. I was happy with the way the team and the coaching staff uh, performed yesterday, even though it was a loss. I just think that there's potential for this team, and it'll be an exciting season, so get ready. I agree with you. And one thing I'm moving on that, the defense wasn't getting tired, so it's out. Mario Williams getting hurt on that shirt. And Mitchell was out, too. So we, we, had, we had two backups in on that last drive. And if you noticed, on the last drive, the defensive end who took Mario's spot, actually pushed too hard and got he lost contain twice on that last possession which made which made Wilson get out. So if it was Mario Williams, if you notice the whole game, he wasn't pushing as hard. He was containing more, keeping them keeping them in the pocket, which is what we needed. So when the backups came in, I think he got a little excited, a little too amped up. He pushed up in there, he lost containment, and then Russell was able to make plays, you know? You know but but it, it, it's a good coaching staff. I'm excited for the season. And for all the fans, you know, get ready. It's Patriots weekend now, all right? It's Patriots weekend. All right, thank you for your time, guys. Look forward to seeing you after the show. Have a great day. We'll see you at Miami Mike's in East Hanover. Thanks, Rich. That was Miami Mike coming in, and we're going to take a quick break right now. We'll come back and uh, we'll review the uh, defensive side of the ball and uh, the injury report. We'll be right back after this. Second and nine and throwing sideline, and he has the record. Irving Schreiner on the catch. San Marino has now thrown for more yards than anyone else in the history of the National Football League. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. 
Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Miami Dolphins Legend Show, Pat Catello, Rich Van Zandt, live, Miami Mike Sports Zone, Route 10, East Hanover, New Jersey. We'll take you up to the Monday night football game, and uh, we are reviewing the uh, Miami Dolphins opening day game at Seattle right now, 12-10 to 10 loss. Um, but, you know, again, a lot of positives as we spoke of. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a new season. Let me just address the Adam Geese uh, era a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, there might be some mis- misperceptions of him. Um, you know, when when Philbin was hired as the Miami Dolphins head coach, I think we both looked at him and said, you know what, there's, there's just no way I can envision this guy ever holding well, up. We saw Aaron Rodgers first. I mean, our initial thought was, he ran the Green Bay offense, and, you know, and we really were optimistic. And then when we got to know this guy, I think the hard knocks is what really turned us off. Yeah, right from the start. You're absolutely right. Hard knocks completely turned me off to this, to yeah. this guy. I thought that he didn't have control of the team. I thought no. he, was, he was being very um, just, just non-emotional and for, for the wrong reasons and just didn't really show any connectivity to the, to the team. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's this is you have a player's coach or you have a hard-nosed coach. But either one of them, if you don't have a connectivity to the team, you're going to lose the team. And I 
Yeah. Yeah. No, Phil was done. He, 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 he was uh, That's a guy you think will never get another job. Yeah, I don't think he will. I yeah. think he falls into that right hand beat. Yeah. Um, uh, whatever. I mean, there's, there's, there's no one can really look at his body work in Miami and say, well, that's a guy for me. Yeah, he's only 32 of these jobs. Yeah, I agree. And um, and the I mean, there's some there's some guys I couldn't believe got two, three chances. Yeah, you know, well, that's true. Some but it, it just you know, it, it, it mind boggles you sometimes. It does. You know, but it, my point is, I don't get that impression with Adam Gates. I think that no. if, if this guy is is a guy that I really see, you know. Making some huge strides here. Now, how far the success goes, I don't know. I mean, it's tied to a lot of things. It's tied to his quarterback. It's tied to his general manager and what kind of a you know team they can put on the field. You mean your czar? Yes, the czar. <laughs> yes. Um, I see a lot of things that I do like. I, I see a lot of things that I like. Do we have a general manager? Well, we have one that's a token name <laughs> that, that can be fired at any time while Mike Tannenbaum runs the team. If that's what you mean. Um, you know, I, I do I see him making any decisions? I see Mike Tannenbaum. We had good news last week. I forgot to tell you. Donna Ponte has left the Dolphin organization to run other aspects of the Ross empire. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's what she's doing now. You know? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well. At least we don't have Donna Ponte in the war room anymore. Leaves the door open. I always told you, I thought that, you know, that, that you, you're giving much too much credit on the She was invited over that. Ross's house the night before the draft to ask about the first round draft pick, okay? I understand that, but. I mean, really? It's, it's kind of. I forgot more about the NFL than Donna Ponte will ever, ever know, no. okay? It's so hung up on our. Well, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that we have an owner of an organization asking her her opinion on who she should take in the first round oh. explains why we haven't sniffed the playoffs in no. 08. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to see that that, that is a very overrated statement because I think you're seeing much more of the team with her gone. But we'll see. Well, because I'm not crazy about our, our czar either. It comes down to it. Yeah. It comes down to him. You know, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to him and, and, and basically everything that, you know, yeah. that, uh, he's done. Um, and, I, and I still think you're in certain positions for that. But, however, let me say, I, I do like some of the moves, and I do like that defensive line. I think there's a lot of potential on that line. And like I said, Mario Williams had a really good game. I was very impressed by Yeah, we lost the depth, though. Of a lot of positions. Yes, you definitely lost some depth. Our linebackers, he moved some pieces around, and it's still the same result. I mean, you still have Keo Misi, which I still don't understand how this guy is still on our team. Yeah, no, getting right. paid as high as he is. And, and our secondary is totally unimpressive. Well, let's not forget it. You know what scares me? You know what scares me? Cameron Wick. Uh, five games to get into form. He, he was like not existing for five games last year, and then all of a sudden turned it on, right? Yeah, they got hurt. That was an Achilles injury. Yeah. Right? So when this guy starts to get in rhythm, it's going to happen. Well, he's not starting anymore, you know that? No, I they're, know. They're resting him. Yeah. I don't know for what. What are they resting him? Next week. This one, what scares me about this defense at all, you know who we're playing next week, right? Right. You watched them last night. Right. Against a better defense than we have. Okay. Right? Okay. Arizona's got a better defense than us. Okay. Right? Yeah, they have a good defense, yeah. too. They couldn't stop Edelman. They have a different defense than us, too, though. But, yes. <laughs> couldn't stop Edelman. That's the problem. Evan Doyle had a couple of good catches, right? Yeah, and Hogan, too. And Hogan. Hogan also got loose a few times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, if that's not scary enough, Gronk comes back next week. 
Yes, from a defensive standpoint, matching up. Do we have any matchups for Gronk? Anything? No, I, I think like uh, you know, uh, you know, I think the only matchup we have is you have somebody there and you have Jones um, uh, ready to get. Yeah, I, I see Jones hit him. David's all impressed about Jones hitting him, but he usually gains thirty-two yards after that he gets. Yeah, him. Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's a nice hit, but it's a little late. But I, I don't know how else you just stop that. I mean, that's almost unstoppable. It's just a matter of how much. Go off Looks very good. <laughs> It looked excellent. It looked like it looked like, like they didn't miss a beat. Did you see the flow of that offense? When it was third and eight, where'd they throw the ball? Nine yards. We're third and eight, where we throw the ball? Six yards. Yeah. <laughs> and how many we got? Zero yards. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I think if you watch it's a little disheartening. It, it, it's more than a little. I mean, it's yeah. almost that you just got to tie it to this guy and say, you know what, I hands up in the air. This guy is like you got to stick a hanger in their eye. Like Michael Myers. Yeah. 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 It didn't. And then Hamandola takes his spot. And he's, you know, 
If Booker stays, he's probably on the road to Canton, Ohio. Yeah, he was certainly on the road to Canton, Ohio. And, and you know, that, it, it, his career derailed hard. Yeah, he's on the league now. You know, if you really want to look at it, it's funny to think that, that they all start in the end. Oh, oh yeah. Some names that start in Miami. And they don't finish in Miami. They never finish in Miami <laughs> under this regime. No. You know, and there's guys that are going maybe to the Hall of Fame that don't start there. It's just kind of crazy, you know. Um, offensive line, how much do you think in this team that when, when Pouncey comes back? Well, I mean, I've, I've heard some bad things about him, too. He's got a crack in the hip now. So they don't know how long he's going to be out. This could be a month. And no surgery, right? I don't think they can I think it's one of those things he has to heal. Same when he had surgery on last year. Well, that's an issue because, I mean, I, I, I've seen some problems with the middle for sure, and I don't like the offensive line to begin with, and that you're taking out of the mix. Um, that's the biggest problem that this team has. You know, I predicted this with Tunsell. That was a huge debacle, making this guy a guard. And, and you know, Here's a two, it's a three-pronged mistake. A, you're taking a guy who without that video would have been the first three, four picks of the draft, right? Okay, yes. He slides down to you because of an incident, all right? We all know what that is. I have to go back. Right. But now you're taking a guy who's a left tackle, and you're making him a left guard, and you know in their minds, next year they think they can just move back to left guard, left tackle. Right. So that's two mistakes they're making. You're going to retrain this guy to be a guard, right? Yeah. Next I year, Brendan Albert's probably gone, and you're going to just slide him over like that's not going to be any problem. I would think, yes. I mean, uh, so now you're going to retrain him and then retrain him again. So that could be, that could be two years of horrible. It fight. could be. It could be. Well, let me ask you. So going back to you, what do you do? Do you draft him in that spot? He sell it to you. Do you take him? And do you say I thought we needed a linebacker at that spot. I don't think we needed another left tackle because you have a, a, a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle. And I know they don't grow in trees, and I know he's getting older. Wouldn't have been my first choice. It's nothing against him. It just doesn't serve a need at this point. I'm not looking five years in the future. I don't have a five-year plan. Yeah, I think then you have to get rid of more. you got to get rid of one of your tackles then in play. You know? The problem is when you don't have... I understand there's a patchwork, nonsensical offensive line right. where you got you people moving center. all around. You have no center now, but you have no guards. Yeah. So yeah. what do you do? I mean, you, you know... But I don't, like I said, you saw three or four bad mistakes yesterday by him. And I know it's his first game. Yeah. He doesn't play guard. But also, he doesn't really have the shape of a guard. No, he's a tackle. Yeah. He's, he's, he's too he's big. Huge. He's huge. Yeah. I don't like story. taking guys and changing their position. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, that's where... There's they, a reason with this side it was All-American at left tackle. Right. So you don't take an All-American left tackle and make him a guard. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, you're Yeah, I understand he tells you and you think it's a coup. But when you use him improperly, it's not so much of a coup. Right. That's what I'm saying. you got to keep him at tackle. If you're going to make the coup, then, then leave him at tackle. I mean, even if he's not starting, even if you sit him on the bench for a year. Yeah, then bite the bullet, don't play him this year. Yeah, bite the bullet. I mean, you still got yourself a, a yeah. top-notch tackle. Yeah. Leave him at that, you know? 
because um, you have two very good tackles right now. Yeah. The other teams I really yeah. like a lot, and, and, and Brandon Albert is, is still better than him, and although he's older and he has the salary and, and, and maybe some injuries ahead, you know, you just have to bite the bullet there. But when you don't adjust and get yourself cards, you fall into the problem. Look, I don't think I, – I think that they haphazardly patched the offensive line back together again. You know, they used the first-round pick to – to, you know, to use a guy who doesn't play that position to fix it, That's which right. I don't think it's fixed. That's right. I have no confidence in this offensive line going forward, especially with Pouncey out. Uh, defense, I don't think they addressed the secondary like they should have. Uh, I don't think – I think there's still gaping holes in our linebacking core. I think our linebackers are probably one of the worst three in the league. Okay, well, when you get Adam Case, who's now the, you know, the quarterback guru, the offensive guru, right, and he's changing, I see things changing, right? And I do see a different play in Canada. I see a lot of things I like. I love the receiving corner in a lot of ways. But when you don't fix the offensive line, it don't matter what you do. No. You, that's where it's the most like important. Like I said, you can, they can praise this offensive line as much as they want. Your quarterback has sacked five times. That's unacceptable. And hard. And hard. And hard. That's unacceptable. Five times. What do you get sacked up one year? Twelve times or something like that? The whole year or something? Was something it was less than that? It was like eight or seven or something? Yeah. 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 One year, what do you get? Like twelve games around back. Yeah. 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 A lot of that's Marino. Yeah. Plus the way he got rid of the ball and everything, but still. But they have good lines too, but I mean this line is this kid's been taking a beating, you know. If you're gonna, if you're gonna have this, you've got to start moving them out, rolling them out, play pass. You got to do something. This is not gonna get better. No. It's, it's gonna get worse. It's, it's definitely gonna get worse if you keep, you know, keep it to the point where it is. And, and that's what I'm concerned with, you know. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I said, I was very disheartened with our linebackers in our secondary yesterday, too. You know, yeah. I, I just think they're horrible. If yeah, we're not getting a pass rush, I mean, it's like open season down there. Side of the ball. Oh. You're absolutely right. As much as the weakness is going to you defensively, those linebackers are, are terrible. Really, they can't, really they can't cover. They wouldn't be able to cover like an overweight tight end out of the backfield. I mean, they don't make plays. Yeah, I, I don't really like and It's not like they're great against the road either. I mean, you see, you see our secondary coming up making tackles when it's a running play. It's really, you get right through that second line of defense. You know, they yeah. get past the line. They get they get hit by the secondary. They don't get hit by the linebackers. No, it, it, it's a problem. It, it, it's a problem that wasn't addressed. It, no. it was not addressed. And that's why why weren't these things addressed? That well, in their minds, they were. Yeah, I mean, Bob made that ridiculous trade where he traded down in the first right. round, and, and he took those two horrible contracts of yes. Sherman and Kiko Alonso. That's what he'll say. He'll Who's the back? He's not Sherman. It's Maxwell. Maxwell, yeah, Maxwell and Kiko Alonso. Yeah. Two guys who probably would have been released they could have got for nothing. Yeah, I agree. It was a ridiculous trade. Nobody gives up that much. Nobody gives up that much to, to trade down like that. Yeah. You get another first-round pick for making that deal. Yeah. No, very fair point. I, I agree. I mean, it, 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 when they must ask, when they, when they was asked what they want for that, and he told them, "I'll take these two guys." I mean, I don't know how they weren't laughing at him on the phone. Yeah, I agree. They must have put their hand over the phone and started cracking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's going. Panama's going for this. I know. I know. 
That phone rings, man. They must, they must like perk up. You know how the dog perks up when he's coming over? He's getting fed. That's what the other GMs look like with Panabob calls. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. We don't have to release it. We got Panabob on the line. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, well. Colin Kaepernick uh, took, took a stance from the preseason in the Neo. There's a lot of talk going to 9-11, what would happen. And ironically, the Miami Dolphins now uh, are the, uh, the symbol of this entire movement. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> this is Don Shuler. Happy to be on the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by... Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. She disappeared with 
Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm Pat Catello. I'm joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we broadcast live from Miami Mike Sportstown. Route 10, East 10 over New Jersey. We'll take up to the Monday Night Football game, which is the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Washington Redskins. And uh, there's a later game, San Francisco and the Rams. Uh, but we'll, uh, <laughs> for now, we'll focus on that. But the big talk in the NFL was, of course, this week, um, you know, the Colin Kaepernick um, protest of the National Anthem continued with Brandon Marshall doing it in the uh, Denver Broncos game, the Denver Broncos Brandon Marshall, and and then uh, going into this week, the big talk was what was going to go on with 9-11 and that the Seattle Seahawks were going to be uh, unified in a protest and, and that didn't come to fruition but what did come to fruition is the, is, is the Miami Dolphins um, uh, and their way into this now become the poster child for all of it as far as the Miami Dolphins led by Arian Foster um, it, it, it's Arian Foster, it's Michael Palmer, it's Ronald Jenkins, and it's Kenny Stills uh, make their own protest and now they have become the, uh, the symbol of this so uh, Rich you're out. Well, let's start with Thursday. You know, Brandon Marshall, not the Brandon Marshall we used to have, the defensive back from from Denver, he sat down. He kneeled down during the national anthem. And then it was announced a day later that the Seahawks were going to all, as a team, sit down during it. Now, my theory is the reason they hit the lock arms and they didn't do it was because Mr. Brandon Marshall lost his only endorsement the following day. It was a credit union out in Denver. Okay, right. so you know, I'm sure it was not a big deal. But I'm sure it was a big deal for him. You know, right. it's probably a six-figure deal, right? You would think, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't so that got Now, I think Seattle as a group probably looked at each other and we go, "You're you're out of your mind. We're not doing this." You know, and I think Pete Carroll probably intervened because he's a big military, pro-military guy, right. and I'm sure he mentioned 9/11 and you can't do this. So now they have their lock arms, which I have no problem with. You want to do that, that's fine. I have no problem. But we have four nitwits, okay? And I want to say nitwits that take a knee. On 9-11, when these four idiots have no idea what that symbol of that means, that we lost 3,000 people in one day. We, we, we're, we're, we're 10 minutes from where it happened, Yeah. okay? Yeah, I saw the smoke from the front of my house, Yeah. okay? So you're an absolute disgrace that you're kneeling down during the National Anthem. you got a problem you think cops are killing black kids or whatever, you know, that's not the platform for it, my friend. You don't kneel down during the national anthem, okay? You're playing for the National Football League. You're representing a, a team for the National Football League. You have no God-given right to play in the NFL, okay? So when you're in there, you stand for the national anthem. And I'll tell you, if you don't like it, stand in the, kneel in the tunnel. But it's not your platform to be out in the field taking a day. It's not your God-given right. What should happen is the Delta came out and dipped this in the bud like the NBA did when they had that clown, Abdul Rahim or whatever, the Muslim that didn't like our intervention in Iraq that wasn't going to stand for the national anthem. Okay? His career was over pretty quickly after that. But then he, standing, he sat in the puddle. Remember? He didn't come out after that okay. in the late 90s. But I think Goodell did an absolute disservice to everybody that he didn't dip this in the bud when it started. 
Okay, then those are all very fair points. I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I, I have first-hand experience. First I, was, I was at the crash site, you know, when, uh, you know, shortly after it happened. I mean, we all went through it like many people did not go through it. Um, so I understand exactly what you're saying. What do you say to the people who take the other side of the America and this is right? Yeah, but there's no right. You don't have a right to play the NFL. This, this, is, this is, you know, they have every right to protest. That's what this country is about. Yeah, and, you, and the NFL has every right to say you can't play here anymore. You know, you, you work for a Fortune 500 company and you put out a tweet that they don't like. You're fired nowadays. Right. You know that. There's no right. You don't have a right to work there. If they don't like what you say, they can get rid of you. So my, my thing is you can't use your, your – you're the luckiest people in the world that you're playing in the NFL. You can't use that platform for your own agenda. It's not yours. It's not yours. You don't own that. Let me take the next step now and I ask you this question. What does it say? What does it mean that Adam Gates and the Miami Dolphins organizations reflect on him at all? I don't know. I, you know, you can't really blame him for four guys. I mean, you know, and I'm sure. I could debate all four of these guys and make them look like morons. You know, you want to debate why you're being down in the National Anthem? They couldn't hold a candle to me. Yeah. You, you, know, you know that. I would make them look like absolute fools. You know? Because they probably don't even know why they're kneeling down. I think, I think, I think, I think, and I think this is what it is. Miami Dolphins has some marquee African-American players. Yeah. Some superstars. You do not see any of them partaking in this. Well, because... Their whole premise is based on a lie anyway. It was over the hands up, don't shoot thing, and it never happened. I mean, it was proven it never happened. So that's the whole movement. What's that? The Black Lives Matter. This is where it all stems from. And but the whole movement is based on a lie. Well, it's true though. No, the Justice Department said it was true. You can't argue against people. You can do it. No, no, you can't. No, you can. No, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the question. Yes. Let me let me bring this up now. Um, Tony Dungy spoke on this, and I thought that he really brought up some good points. And I didn't expect him to go with this route. But what in this first African American coach to win the Super Bowl? He told about his father, who was you know a, a teacher and during the whole Martin Luther King shooting and all that. And what he basically said was. And when he was playing in the, in the Olympics, when, uh, um, you know, there was the protest for Black Panthers and that, you know, what his father has said is when you're going to make a protest, make sure you're going to, it's going to mean something that it's going to have an effect or change. It's going to create change. So the point that I'm making is, you know, he's going to your father's thing. He wouldn't be against it, but he would say, are you creating a change? And, and, and the bottom line to it is, I don't know if you are creating a change. I don't think you are. Because no, I think, you're, I think you're making more people angry. As you said, I don't think you people even know what they're doing. No. Right? Well, they're, they're making the protest. Well, you know, well, look who started the movement. I mean, this is, this is the poster child of, of uh, you know, what? Like yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I'd go there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter there. I have to. He can't even explain what, what the problem is. You know. You know. But you know, it's an unfair statement because you don't know. You can't say that. You can't do another level. You don't know that. You really don't know that. You don't really know anything about this guy to see that. What you have to say is, is what comes out of this end result. That it is. No, you're making more people mad. Yeah, and there's other ways to 
They alienated all the police too. And and you see Kaepernick with the with the with the socks that he was wearing. Yeah. I mean, really, doesn't that discount him for from anything after that? And that's a disgrace. And for anybody who doesn't know, he wore socks with with a pig on it with a cop's hat on the practice field. Okay. So if that doesn't tell you something, what you're dealing with? Yeah. All right. Because you ever lump every black person together with every cop the way they do, you'd be done. Okay. That's a disgrace. And 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 in time they were in Foster or Kenny Stills or Michael Thomas or uh, Jelani Jenkins wanted to bait me. Bring it on, baby. All right. There you have it. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar. 